Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Now for our story. Early this afternoon at the Huntsville Sanitarium, Kit Calvert entered Dr. Larrabee's office for her daily interview. The young woman was noticeably improved since the recent crisis, which had been precipitated by a visit from her father. Ben's angry accusations of his daughter had unexpectedly brought about the result for which the psychiatrist had been hoping. Kit had finally acknowledged Randy Lane as the protector for whom she had been seeking since childhood. Since the young woman had made this admission, a great change had taken place in her. She had fallen deeply in love with Aunt Mary's handsome son. Well, today, as Kit is seated opposite the doctor, it would be difficult for an untrained person to realize how recently and how seriously she had been mentally ill. Good afternoon, doctor. Hello, Miss Calvin. Ah, that's a good-looking tie you're wearing, Dr. Larrabee. If you'll forgive such a personal remark from one of your patients. Well, I'm pleased you like it. As a matter of fact, it was a gift from my secretary, Barbara. Oh, yes, that pretty young thing was always so busy around here. <laughs> and somehow or other, Barbara discovered I had a birthday last week. I found this tie on my desk. Well, I must say she has excellent taste. <laughs> I think so, too. Well, Miss Calvert, how are you feeling today? No, actually, that's a rhetorical question, though. Is it? Yes, it's quite evident that you're feeling very cheerful. Am I right? Yes, indeed you are, Dr. Larrabee. Yeah, I'm very glad. Yes, I find this period of mental convalescence quite an interesting experience. In one way, it's much like recovering from a physical illness. You know, the feeling of being a bit wobbly on one's legs, reaching carefully out for something solid to hang on to the first day out of bed. And then gradually one... Yeah, well, what's that? Well, I noticed that my time sense hasn't quite returned. For instance, sometimes I'm unable to distinguish between an event that happened years ago or something that happened only a few weeks ago. Oh, well, don't let it disturb you. Gradually, as your mental equilibrium returns, you'll have less and less difficulty. Another thing, I don't always remember what people I know have been doing. What a person's profession is, for instance, or... Oh, who's married to whom? Yeah, that sort of thing. Well, this is only temporary, Miss Calvert. Please don't worry about it. Oh, I'm not really. Although it is rather tantalizing. You see, Dr. Larrabee, during the course of my somewhat tempestuous past, I managed to hurt quite a few people, as you know. Well, now I have an impulse to make amends if I can. It's a natural impulse. One I'm very glad to see working in you. In the past, you wouldn't allow yourself to give in to these desires. You felt if you did, people would take advantage of you somehow. Exactly. And I have Dad to thank for that idea. He began planting his dog-eat-dog philosophy in me when I was still a tiny youngster. Naturally, it's had its effect. But you're able to see the fallacy now, to repudiate it. Yes. And the best way would be to get in touch with some of the people who were victims of my vicious, self-protective impulses and I'll try to make it up to them, if they're willing to let me. Well, I'm sure anyone who understands the causes of your illness would be only too glad to. Do you really think so? Well, I'm sure of it. I wonder, is there some particular person you have in mind to begin with? 
Yes, Doctor. There is. Only I... Yes, what is it? Well, it, it might not be quite feasible, or perhaps I should say tactful. You see, I was thinking of my former husband, Bill Mead. I treated him very shabbily, and I'd, I'd honestly like to make some form of apology to him. Well, that shouldn't be difficult to arrange. Well, the trouble is, I'm rather mixed up. It seems to me he was on the verge of marrying when I became ill. He, he was engaged to Peggy Douglas. Oh, by the way, Dr. Lurby, it's, that's very strange. Although I feel quite differently now toward a lot of people I hated in the past, my feeling about Peggy Douglas doesn't seem to have changed at all. You still hate her? I'm afraid I do. Oh, not hate, exactly. But I've always had a certain contempt for her. And it hasn't gone away. Miss Calvert, there's no cause for alarm. After all, we can't expect a complete metamorphosis to take place in you. Not all at once, at any rate. I suppose not. In any case, there will always be people you dislike. It's quite natural. I'll tell you a little secret. There are quite a few people I don't like myself. <laughs> oh, I'm very much reassured. <laughs> See, the difference is in degree. And even more important, how one expresses this dislike or how one manages to keep it in its proper category. See, we mustn't overemphasize it or dramatize it. For example, in the case of your husband's fiancée... You... You mean they're still not married? No, no, I believe the wedding's supposed to take place within the next few days. Well, then there's still time for me to have a talk with Bill. I mean, I'd rather do it now than try to see him afterwards. In the old days, I'd have delighted in stirring up a bit of scandal. But I, I don't feel that way anymore, regardless of my attitude towards Peggy. And I believe there's a good deal of feminine rivalry in your dislike for Miss Douglas. Very possibly. Well, Dr. Larrabee, would you mind telephoning Bill and asking him if he'd mind coming over? He works at my uncle's bank. Hello, Skip. Dr. Larrabee told me you'd be out here in the garden. I've been waiting for you, Bill. It was awfully nice of you to come. Oh, that's okay. I imagine you were surprised to get an invitation to visit me. Well, yes. I don't wonder. But I'm awfully glad you were willing to. Oh, that's all right, Kit. I mean, you've been ill and everything... I thought maybe... Thought what, Bill? Oh, gosh, kid, I don't really know what I did think. The main idea I had was that if you wanted to see me about something, it wouldn't hurt me to come over and find out what it was. Poor Bill. You're still a little frightened of me, aren't you? Well, I'm not frightened exactly. It's just that I never know what to expect from you, kid. <laughs> of course you don't. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you. You see, Bill, I've changed. I'm quite a different person from what I was when we were married. You seem different. Oh, I am, believe me. You were the first person I wanted to know it, Bill. It seems to me I owe you a, an explanation. I mean, about our marriage and... Well, everything that's happened. Oh, well, uh, that's all water under the bridge now. I don't hold you any grudge. Uh, just the same, I'd like to clear it up. <laughs> I... I suppose I want absolution. Well, then you have it. At least you have it from me. We needn't talk about it at all as far as I'm concerned. No, wait, Bill. I, I know it makes you uncomfortable. You'd rather not dig around in the past. Especially now that you and Peggy are on the verge of getting married. Oh, don't worry. I'm not going to say anything against Peggy. I won't pretend I love her dearly any more than I ever did. But that's part of the story, too. 
Oh, what do you mean? You see, Bill, when you and I were married, I honestly thought I was in love with you. There were certain things I wanted from life. The same things almost any woman wants. You know, love, security, home, children. I thought I could achieve it all through you. And I suppose I believed it so much that I didn't mind what I was doing to Peggy by taking you away from her. Besides, I admit I never liked her. She always seemed to have everything I wanted. Seemed to get it all without even trying. I resented it. Look, kid, I was Oh, it's all right, Bill. I won't talk about Peggy anymore. I'm only trying to make you understand how I felt. After we were married and I realized it was a terrible mistake, I hated to relinquish you. For one thing, it meant admitting my failure, my mistake. And it meant your going back to Peggy. All the time I knew very well you belonged with her. Had from the beginning. Yes, kid, I did. I know. I know, Bill. That's what I wanted to tell you. I'm sorry for all the grief I caused you. The fighting, the misery, the ugliness. And I wish you all the happiness in the world from now on. I hope you believe me. I do believe you, kid. And thanks. But what about you? I'd like to know that you were going to be happy, too. Oh, you needn't worry about that. I'll be happy, Bill. I've found where I belong to. I've found what I've always been looking for. For the first time in her life, Kit was learning the joy of caring for another person's peace of mind. She was deeply grateful that Bill was willing to accept her gesture of apology. Randy's teachings were already taking effect. Randy, who had been persuaded by his mother to do what he could for his childhood playmate, even though Kit's father was Mary Lane's most vengeful enemy. <laughs> 